They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. Welcome to the Coming to Get You. I'm one of your hosts, Brent Trehune, and I'm joined by Gavin Eddings. And right now, I just want to say, bitches leave. <laughs> that's exact. That's my top number one line <laughs> of this movie. It's because, so good. Gavin, we're watching Robot Cop. Robotic police officer, man. It is a classic. I am so excited. This is one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. It is RoboCop, and I love this movie. And you may be thinking, Gavin, isn't this more of an action movie? It is not. It has some of the worst body horror imaginable. Like, you you think it's like a very dumb, very kind of the Terminator-style movie, which also the first Terminator, also pretty scary as well. But mm-hmm. RoboCop has a lot of stuff with, like, when does your body not become your own body horror and just mm-hmm. oh my god it is such a and it has some of the most the best and most realistic gore and like practical effects of all time it is an all-time classic and that is why i'm so excited to talk about robotic police officer this week and i will say that this is not my movie Okay. Uh, this is the second time I've ever seen it, Gavin. Really? And th- it's surprising because w- what year did this come out? 1980 something? 1987. Uh, oh, did we watch the 80? 80- were, we, were we supposed to watch the 87 version? Because I watched. Oh, uh, we, the- we watched the new one? I watched the 2014 <laughs> version. Oh, this is going to be a weird episode, I guess. Uh, I think producer. I do own that one. Do you? Because producer wife got it at Dollar Tree. <laughs> and it was a dollar. So and uh, they, I want my money back. I didn't care for that one at all. <laughs> it's not very good. Uh, but no, we are watching RoboCop from 1987. A good year because that's the year your boy was born. It was uh, released July 17th, which is the day before my birthday. Oh, July 18th. There you and go. Then my social security number is four. <laughs> so, uh, no, but this is not my movie. I like it. I th- but this is like, I think. On top of it being like a fun and good movie, I think nostalgia really carries this movie for a lot of people. Yeah. It's it's very much how like I really love Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all Back to the Future is also just a good movie, you know? Yes. But th- I feel like this movie has a special place in so many people's hearts because they saw it when they were a kid. And also they saw it when they were a kid, and then you watch the movie and you're like what were your parents doing letting you watch this movie? <laughs> so I watched this for the first time. I remember it was probably, I was probably like 16 or 17. I remember uh, my dad had a copy of it on VHS, and we watched an episode of The Simpsons, and it like referenced RoboCop. And I realized mm-hmm. I've never seen RoboCop. So after The Simpsons went off, the, uh, went off we watched uh, RoboCop on VHS, and I was blown away by how violent it was mm-hmm. and just how good it was because i thought it was gonna be kind of cheesy like robo but it's very very good and paul verhoven who's the director has done a lot of great movies he did total recall he did starship troopers and he is a man who loves his blood and gore and it is on display in robocop do you remember what the first time you saw robocop it's been two years ago maybe really where it was like fairly recently and it's it's one of those i was like i I always saw RoboCop, the posters, the merch, all that. 
but it's just one movie that escaped me. And then it's, it was on the list of when people say you've never seen blank. Mm-hmm. So now it's not on my list, but it's like when I say I've never seen ET or top gun <laughs> or all those movies. So have you still not it seen, used to be on that list. Have you still not seen ET? No, I watched, I, I just don't care. I watched, so. I watched ET for the first time a couple of years ago with Stephanie and she's like, you've never seen it. And then I finally watched, I was like, yeah, that's yeah, good. I, I mean, see that that's the thing where it's like I like RoboCop, but it's I I will watch it again because I think it's a little better than most when people are like you got to see this and then you watch it and you're like yeah you watched it when you were a kid and that's why you think it's good you know but this is a good movie <laughs> it, 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 it is very good and I really do enjoy it I remember my first introduction to RoboCop was probably like seeing the toys and then also playing the really terrible Nintendo game. I remember mm-hmm. before I even saw the movie, I, I remember playing a frustratingly difficult and not very good Nintendo game of RoboCop, and I was like, I don't, I don't get the appeal of this. Are the movies like this? Because I don't, I'm not a fan. From the makers of ET, <laughs> I don't know if it's Super Nintendo or Nintendo, but that you know that crap game. So. That was our, that was Atari. So that was even before oh, I'm all sorry. that. Yeah. Listen, the the comments will will tear us to shreds if we ET wasn't on it. It was on Atari, and they, they put it in uh, landfills. Excuse me, sir. Ryan Neemiller uh, will kick us both in the dick. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah. Where do you want to start with this movie? I I will say it's got that feel of how I said to other movies where it's that that eighties, but also feels kind of seventies where it everything looks kind of shitty. Yeah, in this movie, and I like it. That's that that makes me feel shitty nostalgic. <laughs> that I do like. I'm nostalgic for a movie that I didn't watch when I was a kid. Yeah, I watched this on Blu-ray. Uh, mm-hmm. This was the first Blu-ray I bought when I got my first Blu-ray player back in 2009. I went to Walmart. I was like, "Well, I gotta get something that's gonna really make these colors pop. pop. Make it pop. Gotta buy because you can't buy. I also own like Black Swan on Blu-ray, and it's like I don't. I feel like this isn't enhancing and really capturing what I need for Blu-ray. But RoboCop no. is like a big action set piece. Also on Blu-ray, I got the unrated version of oh. RoboCop. Now, there is a huge controversy. When RoboCop first went to get rated, it got rated with an X. A couple times. A like couple, eight times, Yeah, maybe. a couple times. And it wasn't for like sex or nudity. It was because it's so fucking violent Mm -hmm. there's no there's maybe one or two titties in this uh robot cop movie lame lame yeah needs more (laughs) needs more of that but it was so violent it got an x which meant it could only be shown in like porn theaters and they're like okay well i guess guess we'll get it cut down to an r and they had to like keep going back and be like well can we show his arm being blown off they're like no (laughs) no why 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 do you need this can you imagine being in a jerk theater being like, all right, I don't know what this RoboCop thing's about, but I'm going to have me a good one. And th- then you're like, God damn, they just shot his arm off. I mean, I'm going to jack off to it, but I'm not going to feel good about it. I mean, my dick's already out and I'm already here. Might as well come to something. Yeah, give it to him, Red Foreman. <laughs> That's another thing that that shocked me about this is that Kirk, um, Kurtwood Smith, who everybody knows from as Red Foreman from that 70s show, is one of the most sadistic villains in movie history as Clarence mm-hmm. Boddicker. And everybody sees him as like red, kind of like fun. And I'm like, no, that is Clarence Boddicker from Robocop, who will ask, yeah. can you fly, Bobby? And then throw <laughs> you onto a cop car. 
it, it's one of those where he's like an actor. There are certain actors like Reggie from Phantasm. Mm-hmm. I'll bring that up on every podcast for some reason. <laughs> I like he, Phantasm. I like <laughs> Phantasm. Like Reggie and, and Kerwood Smith, they they're get they've gotten older, but they look the same. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? It looks like a a creative version where you like put the old filter on or the older filter because he pretty much looks the same. And I looked it up while we were watching this. He was in his 40s. I don't remember the exact age, mm-hmm. but it, but then like that that 70s show, it must have been he was. 40s 50 something he's almost 80 that, years old yeah right now. He, he was in his 50s when that 70 show came out if he was in his 40s then because that was 10 years later but yeah so he's in his so he was born in 1943 so he's in this so he's 80 this year god it's it's so weird how uh people will be 80 and i'm like back when i was a kid 80 was almost like out the you had your foot in the grave yeah you know but now you Were see, there... but now you see all these actors and people who are like, oh, they're eighty five and they're still in movies. Like I think Robert De Niro is like eighty five or something crazy. Yeah, where you're like, it's just I don't know. I'm sure money, money doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> you know? What they? Uh, yeah, Robert De Niro seventy nine as well. Okay, uh, but yeah, Kurtwood Smith. They've actually started replacing his body with RoboCop parts to to keep yeah. him. They're like, we need at least three more seasons of that '90s show. So we're gonna need Get... to keep you around. I need a new foot, dumbass, because I broke it off in your ass. You just hear, I'll break my foot off in your ass, and then it's like, <laughs> It is impossible for me to see Kurtwood Smith in anything and not just revert back to him being Red Foreman. So, like, can you fly, dumbass? <laughs> oh. What also makes this movie set up itself apart from like something like The Terminator is that it's very satirical. I mm-hmm. don't really I kind of understand what the satire is, but I also don't and I don't want to admit that I don't fully get all of it. Well, I think with the, those commercials that are in this during the news uh that you see in, in other parts of the movie, I think that heavily satirical like there's the heart transplant or the yeah. you get the new heart commercial and it's like uh I, he's like we i don't know what he says we accept credit cards and down payments and there's financing available and remember we care yeah where it's like <laughs> yeah well if you cared give people just hearts don't be a company <laughs> that does that, that. yeah yeah um, that kind of stuff and then you've got like the nukem game yes where it's like i i like satirical and that like yeah ah uh, fuck them nuke them you know like <laughs> and back then it was probably because it's kind of it, it shows what the future was going to be like in 1987 it's like it's in the future a little bit mm-hmm. but with the nukem game they're like this is a this is a game that'll never be real or whatever and now you look at like how elaborate board games are and like you could buy nukem probably like i'm pretty sure nukem is easier to play than like ticket to ride <laughs> or whatever yeah you go to any con, they're probably selling a Nukem game right now. Yeah. Back well, in- then you've got the, the new story, the peace laser going off and killing 113 people. <laughs> it's called the peace laser. You know, like- And see, that's something that I've watched and never picked up on. Like, I never heard of the peace laser because, like, you hear it and you see something so much. So that's, mm-hmm. like, new to me. I love this movie also. Uh, it's like, I love this movie. You're like, do you? Because you didn't hear about the peace laser? Well, and I will say to, to you, dear listener, if you don't have the Blu-ray like young Gavin, uh, it is on Tubi. So 
If you want, I I do have it on Blu-ray too because I bought it. Still had the five dollar sticker from Fye, mm-hmm. and I I turned it on and I put it in there, and then I didn't finish it, so I went back to watch it, and I realized it's much easier to watch it on Tubi because I don't have to get up off the couch. <laughs> So I watched it two different versions. <laughs> so you watch one version. So did so is your your Blu-ray is probably the same as mine then. It's probably the unrated version. So you went from watching unrated to like the rated version. You're like, this seems inconsistent. This was still pretty gory. Like yeah. a guy got shot in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where you draw the line. You're like, any dicks getting shot in this? I can't watch it. That's it's very that like very I don't know if it's satirical, but he's like they're gonna rape this lady. Yeah, you know, there's more hair down there. Is yeah, what they say. Yeah, and then that's why you get shot in the dick. And I'm sure there's, you know, if you're if you're a rapist, I'm not opposed to you getting shot in the dick. I, I don't do know how support you feel about... shooting sexual assault and sexual predators in the dick. Just shoot them in the dick, RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we're we're going all over the place here. RoboCop is the story of a police officer, Murphy who gets transferred to the new Metro City Police Station, and the police department is actually owned by the Omni Corporation. So they're trying mm-hmm. to do all these different things to make the police force better, but crime is out of hand because they can't really do anything. And Clarence Boddicker is kind of leading that charge. Like I think he's killed like 30 police officers or something crazy, and you're like, that is some numbers for somebody. Yeah, and it's uh, I think they it's in uh, Detroit, clearly doesn't have funding. Yeah. And it's one of those now that they've privatized the police and now they need results. And I think a big crux of this movie, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Gavin, is they want the police to strike so they they can bring in their robots. Right. Yes. Uh, The whole thing is that uh, Dick Jones is like the main money villain. He's like the guy pulling all the string because he wants to get the Ed 209, which is like this giant military robot on the street. He wants to uh, mass produce these so that he can sell them to, to the military and make all this mm-hmm. money on the Ed 209, which is one of the coolest designs for a robot. And the way they combine the stop motion animation and the live action, mm-hmm. you can tell, but because it's so like jerky and kind of off-putting to look at, it works for this. You, you're never like, oh, that's a weird toy they're doing. But it's like, no, it works in this context for me. Yeah, some mech warrior looking robot. Yeah. I just love the voice. I love that they gave it the scariest voice. You have five seconds to comply. <laughs> and it like roars like a lion just to make it even more scary. And it squeals like a pig when it when it was like falling down the steps. <laughs> it was like, rah, rah. like I think the, the same pig voiced uh Ed two oh nine and uh Leatherface. <laughs> yes, they they have the same. Actually, on IMDb, they do have the same voice actor. That's canon. Don't look it up for yourself. <laughs> they have the same. It's actually Sally. Sally, <laughs> comply, comply. Oh my God, they ran. They run. They ran Franklin through a voice modulator. Blue lives matter. <laughs> do you think that now? Well, now that you've brought that up, uh, do you think that? In this day and age, do you think people would just support having Ed 209s instead of actual police? Oh, I don't know, because that there's that audience that is, like, all about the cops. Yeah. But then, like, what if you turn the cops to non-humans? Yeah. And now they can, especially if, if you know, drop it, creeper, you know, yeah. that's not Ed 209, but then they're killing people. Then you're like... 
maybe you shouldn't be allowed to kill people if it's just a <laughs> robot, you know? Yeah. So that's the one of the gorious scenes. So even before RoboCop, even before Murphy becomes RoboCop, you have that scene in the boardroom where Dick Jones is trying to show off the 209, and he makes the the young agent guy like, hey, Kenny, hold this gun. I love that they just have a Desert Eagle Magnum gun in the boardroom at all times. Like, oh, yeah, just pick up this gun in case we need to do a demonstration. Yeah, this is corporate America where, <laughs> you you know, you can't even look down somebody's blouse. <laughs> Don't look down my blouse, Gavin, <laughs> without well, getting uh, well, stop, reprimanded. Stop getting those buttons so low, okay? And I won't look anymore. <laughs> Oh, stop dressing this way? I'm asking for <laughs> I'm it? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, also, could you smile more? You're making us all uncomfortable <laughs> around the water cooler. Come on, sweetheart. Come on. Uh, like, they have, a, 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 like you said, a desert eagle, just a, a huge gun. <laughs> but then, like, nobody even, you know, meant, like, nobody's like, well, what's going on here? When the giant robot walks in the boardroom. <laughs> they were expecting it. Like, oh, yeah, so what are we having for lunch? Oh, giant robots here. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, the Jimmy Johns is here, guys. <laughs> Uh, I will say Ed two oh nine is <laughs> freaky fast. Uh, Ed uh, Ed uh, I don't know how to say his name. One of the the writers, a uh, new mirror, was uh, restless as a Universal Picture Story editor, and he, that began to uh, toy with the idea of his own uh, story about a robot police officer. Film student uh, Michael Miner had similar notion that he called Super Cop. The two brought their ideas together on a script. RoboCop, the future of law enforcement. And they had to obviously shorten that. And then the Terminator came out uh, earlier and uh, people are comparing it to that. But that's how we get uh, Ed 209 is named after the writer Ed. Oh, nice. And the Ed 209 stands for Enforcement Droid 209. So well, look at that. Would you look at that? Um, so you have the young executive, Kenny. They're like, point that gun. And the Ed 209 comes to life and he's like... Drop down your weapon. You have 30 seconds to comply. And he's like, you better do what he says. He's like, okay. And then they're like, you have 15 seconds to comply. And then they all just freak out. They can't pull the plug. And then Kenny gets lit up by the Ed 209. And if you watch the unrated version, like he gets shot a bunch. And this has some of the best squib work. I love me a good squib. Just mm -hmm. blood exploding out of people. If you don't, don't know what a squib is, it's a little... Electronic charge with a blood pack they put under clothes, and when you set it off, it like pops like a firework and blood goes everywhere. And the 80s had a lot of squibs. This has the best squib work because they use so many of them. It's a lot. And then I love that he falls back on the model of the town they're trying to build or whatever. Yes. And then somebody's like, call an ambulance. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's dead. <laughs> like, Somebody call a goddamn paramedic. Call the morgue. <laughs> We should be doing. <laughs> but this is one of the first times you see a difference between the rated and the unrated cut, um, where mm -hmm. he gets shot on the table and you see him get shot a little bit. Then it cuts away in the rated version. Uh, in the unrated version, he gets shot on the table and he's he's there. It cuts back. And then it cuts back to him still getting lit up for another like 10 seconds on the table. You're like, this is excessive. This is so much. He's dead. And then it makes the somebody call a goddamn paramedic so much funnier because he is dead. And then they keep about their, like, nobody's crying. Nobody's screaming. They're just like, well, what do we do now? Because this we got to sell these. Yeah, the main boss, uh, Connell Cochran from uh, Halloween 3. Uh, that's his character's name. I don't know what his real name is in the movie. He's like, <laughs> I'm very disappointed. Yeah, a guy died. 
<laughs> like you you don't even care. You're like, this will set us back fifty million dollars. <laughs> and that's when you have the other uh you have the main story of Robocop, and then, then you also have like the executive battle between Dick Jones, who wants the Ed 209, and then uh, Bob Morton, played by a great character actor, Miguel Ferrer, who I will always know as the guy from Blank Check, that creepy Disney movie, where mm-hmm. uh, a young boy tries to seduce an adult woman and is kind of successful at it. Where was that when I was a kid? Where was that? I, well, I I'd go to school for that all the time. Where were teachers like that in my day? Uh, but he plays and Miguel Bo- Ferrer's very good at being smarmy. Yes, you know? and I think he recently, I, I think he just recently, uh, sadly passed away. I believe. Yeah, he passed away in 2017. Okay, so it's been a while. It's been a minute. Uh, <laughs> but he was a great character actor, and he is. That great kind of sleazy executive who, like, he sees an opening. He even says, he's like, I saw an opening and I struck. He's like, I saw my colleague get lit up by a robot. And I was now's like, Now's my chance. <laughs> now's my chance. Uh, listen, while, while I have your attention, uh, I have this other idea for a program called the RoboCop program, where instead of making a full robot, they just take an actual cop and make him a robot. But they need somebody to, you know, be the, be the volunteer. Mm-hmm. And that that's where we get uh, Murphy, who's uh, somehow transferred to this precinct, and it just like looks like pure chaos in this precinct. It looks like it is a. Uh, it looks hot. It looks very mm-hmm. sweaty. It looks like everybody probably kind of has a little stank to them. It just looks like not a very good. And it looks like a stereotypical like police station with like the big table in the front where you can just like take your perp and be like book them. Mm-hmm. Even like they have a co-ed locker room, <laughs> which like, uh, okay, I ain't mad about that. Yeah, that that would not happen in today. I mean, to be fair, I mean that one t- Tennessee cop, she got pretty co-ed. Am I right? Hey, come on, she <laughs> she's somebody's daughter. <laughs> I can't even say it without a laugh on my face. <laughs> that uh, side note, I still keep getting on Snapchat like stories about that. Like, Can you believe what Megan Hall did now? Wow, it's just like clickbait, like video leaked. Like, did it? Oh, there's video. Hold on. Uh, no, it's not real. I looked for several hours. Uh, hours. Yeah. I scoured the whole internet looking for yeah. it. It's not there though. You co-ed locker room, and then they're waiting on news of uh, I don't remember the cop's name, but it, he ends up dying. Yeah. In the line of duty, and uh, they're like, there's co- there's talk of the strike, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't we don't strike. We're police. Yes. Um, and narrator, uh, they will. <laughs> they yeah, yeah, they yeah, will 100% yeah. strike before the movie's over. Uh, but then Murphy just shows up, play, played by Peter Weller, who got the role because he was skinny enough to fit in the RoboCop costume and was a good actor and had a good jawline that really showed mm-hmm. with the RoboCop mask. Got that Bruce Wayne jawline going on. Funny you should say Bruce Wayne, because Peter Well would also go on to voice Batman in the Dark Knight Returns animated movies. Uh, yeah. Is that the the one with the Two Face and the Joker, the two part series? No, that's the Long Halloween. Uh, no, the the Dark Knight Returns is the one where he's like an older Batman. 
Yeah, that that's a good one. That yeah. comic book is good. Yeah, it's sure. a good comic book for sure. Uh, but yeah, Peter Weller was thin enough to have that at that athletic body to like fit in the suit, and he does have a good jawline. He does, and he seems kind of like the every kind of man cop. My uh, producer wife, the whole time we had it on, she kept thinking. What if he gets shot in the jaw? <laughs> because 100% of his body is covered up besides the mouth. <laughs> that is a good question. It's like when you're fighting a boss in a video game and they have like that flashing weak spot. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just put the gun in his mouth and see what happens. Just- you just have to wait for him to turn back around. <laughs> uh, Got to find the pattern. And you said he was small enough to fit in that suit. He was. It was hot, extremely hot. They shot it in Dallas. And sometimes he would lose up to eight pounds a day from uh, the fluid, and they'd have to his spare time on set. He's drinking water, and they'd put a hose down the tube to cool his balls down. <laughs> his robo balls. That's not what the article said, but it, you know it was his balls. It just oh, we got a hose down the Robocop. His balls real sweaty right now. He got that real oh. swamp ass and that taint real nasty. That's like thinking about when those people at like Disney wear uh, Disneyland that wear those costumes, and then it's like, yeah, somebody wore this last week, but now let me wear it. And you're, like, Ugh. you're like, oh god, Chip and Dale, whoever was in here had some real sweater bowels. It took uh, the, the, him the first day, Peter Weller, eleven hours to get into the suit, and he actually took mime classes mm. to learn how to move. And then once they put on the suit and realize you can't do a goddamn thing in this, <laughs> they told him to, to think and move like a beast. So they halted the production for several days so he could learn and move around. Do you think they wouldn't wait till the first day of a multi-million dollar movie shoot to get him in this suit? You would think so. It also really hurt the script because there were so many scenes of RoboCop putting the villains in imaginary boxes. And that all had yep. to be scrapped. All those mime classes were just for nothing. Freeze, creep. The wind is blowing. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me grab my rope real fast. Let me... <laughs> I lassoed you. <laughs> but yeah, you would think that he'd, they'd be like, do you want to come to a fitting, maybe? Like, what if he had just yeah. put on a few pounds before, like, oh, no, he's... He's, I, I can't. Sorry, I have to be RoboCop in the spring. <laughs> when you said that he couldn't get in for eleven hours, I just imagine that's because he couldn't find anybody to zip him up for eleven hours. Like, yeah. can anybody just zip me? Anybody? Just, uh, just take a second. Can we just please? I had to sleep in the suit last night. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still? That... There's not nothing worse than watching RoboCop do the walk of shame. Be like, oh, he wore that yesterday. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, he's carrying his shoes for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the hot from their high heels. For <laughs> uh, but yeah, but Murphy shows up. He's been assigned to this precinct, and he's got a new partner, uh, Lewis. Right? Yeah, Lewis, and uh, he always drives when breaking in a new partner. Which, which uh, uh, that's also what they said about Megan Hall in Tennessee. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Come on, stop. I don't, I've got to stop. I don't even care that much. That's also a very dated story. It was like back in January. I'm like, you guys hear about this? You guys hear about the story? <laughs> you see this? You heard about this, folks? <laughs> uh, and and then I love all, that all the cars in this movie, the cop cars, are like Ford Tauruses. <laughs> like not fun, good cars at all. Like I don't, I wouldn't think that this would be a, 
a good cop car. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the most aerodynamic. It's, it's also the fucking future where we have robot cops and Ed 209s and they're driving a Ford Taurus. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't seem not that's that not the flashy part of Detroit, I guess. Just get me a good old um, Pontiac Aztec. That's the car of the future right there. Yeah, you could camp in the back with Walter White. <laughs> now, is that the Aztec? Yeah, it that is. That he drove? Okay. You, you got that right. Congrats. Yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and then he's teamed up with Lewis, and the, I don't know, there's some scene where he's talking about how his kid loves the cowboy movies or something, and he's just sitting there flipping this gun <laughs> with the clip in. Like, come on, man. <laughs> He's a uh, TJ Laser is the show his kids uh, is uh, obsessed with. He's like, so he watches this TJ Laser show, and so to be a good cop, you got to do it. He's like, safety off, just flipping it towards his face, like just <laughs> that's a, that would have been the most embarrassing way to become RoboCop. He's just like, <laughs> officer shot himself, twirling his gun like a dipshit. Yeah, the the cop got a DUI, and that's how we became <laughs> another cop, a super cop, because he was too drunk to drive his own cruiser. <laughs> Uh, but then they get a call that Clarence Boddicker, that they just robbed a bank. And you burnt the money, you stupid son of a bitch. That's mm-hmm. good as marked. Um, you have a good shootout. I love that the Boddicker gang has, like, that vehicle. Like, that big, like, you see that you see that giant UPS truck. And you're like, oh, yeah. there, there goes Clarence Boddicker. That's him. That's the Boddicker mobile. And I love the shootouts. I do love how the gang feel. One, the gang for an eight, very diverse, very diverse. You have one ethnicity representing everybody. You've got a black guy. You've got a Latino man. So even though you would think Clarence Boddicker might be a racist, he's actually very open to others. So we got to give him that credit. He's kind of woke. I think the only color he likes is green. Oh, with that money. And I don't remember the guy's name. He's the kind of the he's the guy that gets the toxic sludge later. But that I could not just see Flea, the bassist from uh, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. That guy looks like Flea so much. Uh, that is uh, Paul McCrane. He played Emil, and he was okay. actually uh, I know him from this movie, and also I know him from Watch Mojo Worst Deaths of All Time on TV shows. He was on ER and was a character who got crushed by a helicopter. <laughs> Oh, that's a good death. Yeah, that's a good death. He's had a lot of good deaths. He's like, he gets the one in this one and also got crushed by a helicopter on ER. But uh, I'm he... calling it now. My kill of the, the podcast is when he gets crushed by that helicopter in ER. <laughs> Your oh shit moment was learning somebody got crushed by a helicopter on ER. Yeah. Um, uh, can we talk about the, the black guy where that wears the beret the whole movie? Does it hurt? Does it hurt? <laughs> he's got a, like a Muppet laugh. But he's... <laughs> He'll, he's got a very deep voice, and then he'll be like, <laughs> he's like that thing that pops up behind Jabba the Hutt. Oh, uh, Salacious Crumb. Nah. Sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, because So they have the big shootout on the thing. You have the famous line of, can you fly, Bobby? And mm-hmm. he just chucks a man onto their car, and he's just yeah. on the street. But they follow them. One of his to- own men. On his own men, yeah. And then they follow them to an industrial warehouse, a great place for any hideout for a gang that drives a car and is so diverse. It's a great, it's a great place. And then they have a good setup. Like, they have a TV and a couch. Um, they get they track them down there. Lewis tracks down Joe Cox, um, who is taking a pee. 
and he turns around with his D out. You don't see any. He does. He does not hang dong in this. It is only implied dongage. <laughs> like no, thank you. Like show me the X-rated cut where he's just hanging brain while taking a leak. Um, well, the thing that gets her is because he has it out. He's like, mind if I zip up? <laughs> and then she looks down for that split second, and that's how she gets hit. Yeah, I mean, you got to look, and just she's like, ah, eh? and then she gets punched. And then Murphy gets cornered by them, uh, or he actually sneaks up. He shoots one of them, and then he uh, says his famous line, uh, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. Which is a, that's that's what gives him away. Gives him away, but then he gets snuck on, up on by Clarence Boddicker, and they massacre him. And yeah. it is one of the most prolonged scenes of violence of any horror movie we've covered on this podcast. It is incredibly violent. It is incredibly hard to watch the length it goes. Um, the unrated version it starts by them shooting his hand off. And then he gets his arm blown off as well. And then they just mm-hmm. unload shotgun, like dozens of rounds of shotgun, into his body armor. And he's still not dead. He's just the agony and the acting. And then they shoot him in the head, and that's when he's finally dead. But it is, it's a lot. It is, yeah. It's. did you find it kind of like excessive or hard to watch or that it was just kind of, it, it's a lot, right? It it is a lot, but I you know I've watched enough horror movies to to not turn away. But if I was just a normie uh, watching this, I'd be like, "Wow, yeah. that is like because they, oh, they pretty much crucify this guy. They go through the hand, yeah. They shoot his arm off. You know that it's like if they just would have done the feet and the other arm, yeah. Like they he, they would have, and then they to top it all off. They just shoot him in the head, yeah. And it's it's a realistic kind of violence. It's not like a fun, silly horror movie violence. It's graphic. It's gritty. And it, it makes you uneasy because you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. this guy just went through some shit. And yeah. Lewis comes back, finds him. That's when they send Murphy into the RoboCop program. And that's kind of where the, where the movie starts is he becomes this robot cop. You, uh, Bob Morton gets his dream. And then RoboCop kind of takes the streets. He's out there doing some work you see uh, a couple getting their convenience store robbed robocop shows up i like that scene in the bodega because the guy's like where's the safe and they're like we don't have a safe he's like what's mm-hmm. this it's like why are you hiding the safe under the stock and, and also just out in the store yeah <laughs> put it in the back i would love to see a crossover of the bodega scene with robocop and ghostface <laughs> that's what i thought of we- the whole time and Killer Clowns. We could have a triple threat match. <laughs> and because we had the, and uh, was it last week, we had the Killer Clowns in there in that bodega. So yeah. I think we get a, tr- a triple a triple threat match in the bodega. Yeah. Pops. Bops. <laughs> first fall to a finish. Let's see who wins. But <laughs> the first thing that Robocop does is like he pulls his gun immediately. He does not, Robocop is not good at de escalating situations. He shows up and is like, I am a robotic police officer, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the gun comes out of my actual leg, uh, so I might as well use it. And just the way yeah, that the, he bends a gun. Don't give him the bullhorn. <laughs> like, I'm coming to get you, creep. And then he just drops it. <laughs> There's no negotiations. Yeah. 
And just showing off RoboCop, the effects are great. I love the suit. It's so sleek, except for that jawline, which is his weak point. Uh, mm-hmm. But just the the visuals of the bullets like coming off of him and like sparking everywhere. Um, I'm surprised nobody got ricocheted off his metal body taking all those bullets. <laughs> like that'd be really embarrassing if you if you're RoboCop and you show up and people are shooting at you and you're just ricocheting bullets into civilians. Friendly fire. Friendly fire. You got to turn that off in Call of Duty. Got to turn it off or else your teammates <laughs> hate you. Uh, yeah, and then, so he's cleaning house and he's, they make him the robot and then he's just out unsupervised. No need <laughs> to do tests or anything. <laughs> they just like, well, it's, he seems all right. He'll be good. Let's just, just let him out there. And the thing is, he's prop. He's the uh, was it OCP's property? Yes, he's OCP. He has like the prime directives uh, to like serve and obey, to uphold the law, just be a cop, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And then a secret fourth primary objective, which is secret. Which, if you're gonna have a secret primary objective, I I love that they programmed it into him to see it, but be like secret. Can't do. Anything about it, <laughs> but I know speech it's pattern slowing. <laughs> but I know it's there. I know. Then you have the scene where he does shoot the would be rapist in the dick, and mm-hmm. does the worst consulting of, of of a victim ever. We contact a rape crisis counselor. You have been through a traumatic experience, and then he just leaves. Yeah. Again, don't let don't let him be the doctor that breaks the bad news to you. <laughs> it's terminal. <laughs> or at least Robocop could have at least driven her home. He could have at least. He's just like, bye. He's a little more human than <laughs> than robot, and that's the struggle throughout the movie. Is uh, you know, Murphy's figuring out that he is Robocop. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. Yeah. He's like, oh, am I? Am I this person? But what? Then you have the the scene, which we referenced at the beginning of this, where Bob Morton and Dick Jones are getting into it because RoboCop is a huge success. Everybody loves RoboCop. You got RoboCop mm-hmm. going to, to schools, and like the kids are getting to play with the gun, which also unsafe, but also a really fun satire of everything that's happening. And he's like, mm-hmm. stay out of trouble. If RoboCop came to my school... I would be like, I gotta, I'm, I'm not comfortable with this. I feel, I, 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 I feel unsafe actually. Hopefully, he doesn't uh, also sniff drugs. <laughs> Have you been cheating on your test? He just no, no, no Mr. RoboCop, sir. <laughs> he just shoots all your <laughs> test scores. Did your dog eat your homework? <laughs> A cop got your homework. But yeah, he's doing all the cop things. He's becoming a hero to the 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 city. And then you've got the Dick Jones and Bob Morton feud. They, you know, it's gonna be a big scene, a big feud when you have two men in business having an mm-hmm. argument in a men's restroom. And the, the executive restroom, no less. The executive restroom, and you know shit's going down because he says something about. Uh, he says something, Bob calls him like an asshole or a dinosaur or something. And then you see mm-hmm. the, the two other like scurry out like, oh shit, we gotta, like a, it's it's an executive version of, of like a saloon fight. We're like, well, I better clear out this here pizza because they about <laughs> to fight. Oh, I don't want to get my uh, Armani suit all covered in executive blood. 
And then that's when you know Bob Morton has to go. And Bob Morton has a good life. He has a nice house. He's got all this cocaine. And he mm-hmm. has... Uh, he has bitches. Two, he has two bitches, two women of the <laughs> night, uh, two sex workers who he's just hanging out with, and they are eighties. They are eighties. They have that one. They they have that same. I had that same reaction looking at one of them that I had looking at Julia from Hellraiser. Like, mm-hmm. are they hot? I think so, but flat top. D big hair. Yes. <laughs> they got the that Aquanet 80s hair. And then uh, you got Clarence Boddicker coming in to break up the party. Bitches leave, which is one of the uh. all, one of the all-time great misogynistic lines. <laughs> it's bitches leave and James Bond saying run along man talk. Those are like of, <laughs> on the Mount Rushmore of misogyny. It's those are there. Those are there. Bitches leave, and you can say it to anybody, not just bitches. Like if yeah. your if your kids are being a little annoying, bitches leave. It mm-hmm. works for everybody. Bitches can mean anybody, not just bitches. Yeah, that's that's how progressive we are. Is we call children bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm progressive. I don't I don't even see bitches. Okay, I uh-huh. I, I don't see bitches. I see bitches. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, he's not messing around. He's working for the other guy. And it, it, like, it's clear he's not trying to hook up with these women because he's just like, bitches, leave. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a stern command. And to be fair, the bitches do leave. <laughs> and it, it, then like he puts the, I guess the DVD, it's yeah. a disc. <laughs> Into into the the guy's three TVs. <laughs> I love I always love when a movie shows what the future is going to look like because it's rarely ever accurate. You know, it's, it's like not, to be fair, we'll have this the old ass tube TVs, but there'll be three of them. <laughs> it's not inaccurate. Like the the technology is wrong, but. Do we not just did you not watch RoboCop on your TV while also being on your phone at the same time? Yeah, but I also have the three tube TVs <laughs> in my house. And it, it's like we've come very close with like Zoom, Back to the Future had it, yeah. essentially, where Marty McFly or his dad got fired via Zoom essentially. Mm-hmm. The Jetsons did it. So we're kind of there. It's just it's you can't be like Hey, A L E X A, call video call blank. You can, you can actually do that, but it's just still not as smooth. You yeah, know? I love that when he put the DVD in, it just played on all three TVs. Like, why would you need to put it on three TVs? There's no menu that loops. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna put this in. It's gonna play at the exact right spot. We, it's gonna be great. It'd be funny if yeah. he like if they put in like the version where it's like, is it recording? Are we? Yeah. Are we going? Are we going? All right, I want to show this little punk who's boss. Are we good? He's straightening his tie and everything. <laughs> the Ed 209 shows up with Jimmy John's again. <laughs> <laughs> boss, here is your, here's your peppy. I brought some Jimmy John's again. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, so he, he's relaying to him that uh, 
he's about to be uh, be done for, right? He gets shot. He gets shot in the leg. So many, a lot of leg shots in this movie. Just people getting shot in parts that, that won't kill you, but will suck. And Bob's like, please just stop, stop it. And it's like, yeah, if you're getting shot in the leg four times, like, yes, ask them politely to stop shooting you in the leg. Yeah, it's he made a DVD. You're gonna die. <laughs> he took time out of his day to write a villain <laughs> monologue that you're gonna see before Red Foreman leaves a grenade on your table. Also, somehow that DVD could survive, and now that's the whole. All the evidence is I'm going to kill you. You know. Yeah, it's just that's that's fine. Uh, so Bob Morton dies. And Murphy starts to become more and more human. You've got that great scene at the gas station where that <laughs> that poor gas station attendant, I don't know why it sticks out to me. Emil goes to gas up his motorcycle and he's like, you a college boy? You think you're pretty smart? He's like, oh. he's like, are you smarter than a bullet? It's like, that's not uh, even a question. I don't, am I? Am I smarter than a bullet? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, if somebody asks if you're a college boy, Say no, yeah. <laughs> because it's like, you're a college boy. Hey, man, well, good for you, man. Really trying to better yourself? It's never that, you know? The criminal is not looking to encourage you. He's not, no. He wants to make fun of your plain geometry that, that, that you're studying right there. Yeah, well, I, I feel like a nighttime gas station clerk would probably be a good good job to be able to do your homework in between getting robbed, you know? <laughs> I can't focus on my studies unless I'm being robbed. Yeah. Man, I really can't. Fo- oh, here here comes with a gun. All right. Thank God. Oh, thank God. All this math I need to do. Like, if, if he has one gun and I give him $200, <laughs> how much insurance does the store get? If he puts two bullets in your head, how dead are you? <laughs> um, we get, we, RoboCop. We get RoboCop. Uh, he deals with the, a meal. Right, he shoots. He he dies right there. Right? No. Or, no, he doesn't get away. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Emil gets mutated. Remember? At the that's ga- right. I forgot. I said that earlier. It does have a big gas station explosion. Any action movie in the eighties had to have a gas station explosion, which is why to this day I am afraid of gas station explosions. That is one of my irrational fears. We've talked about. Uh, I t- talked about somebody like how I'm afraid of Ouija boards. Like, I just don't fuck mm-hmm. with Ouija boards. I'm mm-hmm. also afraid of gasoline trucks and gas stations because I watched way too many 80s action movies growing up and they were constantly exploding. If I see somebody like smoking near a gas pump and by near, I mean three blocks away, I'm like, you're going to fucking blow up the neighborhood. (laughs) Get away. I love that your biggest fear is uh, contacting uh, the devil via Ouija board at a gas station (laughs) while smoking. I mean, if the devil shows up He's going to have that fire and could blow up the gas station. I was at a gas station. Uh, I was on the road, so I just kind of had parked and was taking a minute. And the people didn't want to, uh, there were these people there. They didn't want to smoke by the gas pump, so they stood outside the gas station mm-hmm. right in front of the blue rhino <laughs> propane cage. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Because, <laughs> like, you're just smoking in front of the propane. My God. When looking at a propane tank, I think of every video game I've, I've ever played, where it's like mm-hmm. if I've got to get a, a group of enemies around that real fast, then I'll clear them out. Throw it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and <then> shoot it. <laughs> then it just goes off. But yeah, that is one of my fears: is gas station blowing up. This has a good gas station explosion, though. It really does. 
Yep, I would say so. Yeah. One of the best. I've yeah. said that for years. But Murphy realizes he gets, uh, Emil goes, you're dead. We killed you. And then he puts it all together. And mm-hmm. I love that RoboCop has a built-in USB port that can just go mm-hmm. into any computer. But it is the pointiest, most violent spike. Like, if you just had somebody come to your house with a USB and they're like, hey, man, I just got to put something into your computer real fast. And it, it was a fucking knife. You'd be like, uh-huh. what's that about? Hey, do you care if I take this ice pick and put it in your <laughs> $1,000 computer? Cool. It'll work, I swear. <laughs> and and we get the technology from, he uh, he searches the database and he has, they have like a facial recognition software, which we do have that now. Yes. That's like a good predictor. Yes. Uh, that facial recognition software does it though in my in the most Mr. Potato Head way, where yeah. it's just like lips, eyes, nose, nose. No, nope. there he is. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's how that stuff might work. I don't know because even with like filters on on Instagram or whatever, and you you go to like oh l- producer wife was like let me make you a lion or whatever with the beard that some a lot of that stuff doesn't work because mm-hmm. I have a beard. Um. You know I can't grow a full beard, and you know that I hate when you mention how full your beard is. Hey, I'm just saying from one uh, alpha to a beta, <laughs> grow a beard. I'm going to actually watch you do this podcast from the closet now uh, as you make <laughs> sweet the, love the to the chair. listeners <laughs> from the cut chair. <laughs> I'm about to shoot audio goodness all over your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> Dear listeners, that's a that's a Kevin Smith line. He would say that on his podcast, <laughs> all over your face, neck, and chest. I'm like, that's really graphic, even though it has nothing to do with sex. Uh, what kind of chair would be a cuck chair? Like, like, like when you hear cuck chair, what kind of chair do you think of? I picture that it's there's always that chair in the corner of a hotel. <laughs> that's that chair. I imagine there's just like a businessman sitting in there, like show my wife a good time. Yes. yes. I found him off the streets. I brought him to this plaza hotel in New York. <laughs> My thing doesn't work. But she has needs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so Robococ uh, is cucking. <laughs> Robococ be cucking. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Activate the penis. <laughs> I... You know his leg holster. What if one time it's just his robo dick, and you're like, you get it opens the <laughs> thing, and like through the wires you can see his dick. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so, I thought you could not see that part. <laughs> A little drafty in here, no. A little dick slip. <laughs> Robocop on the red carpet, TMZ. Ba ba ba. Robocop on the red carpet, dick slipping all over the place. Whoa. I mean, his, his dick was. They got they both holding those cups <laughs> over the cubicles. Could you believe? I mean, they they said full prosthetics, but it looks like there's a little bit of man left in this robot. Am I right? <laughs> I would do him. Like one of the person people pops up. Um, yeah, so we get the the shooting at the gas station, and uh, uh, wh- where do we go from here? Because we we get that that thing where Peter Weller's constantly re- remembering that he's human. He's he's remembering and- he's remembering the most boring memories of his family. 
like just I gotta tell you, tell you something right now. I love you. No <laughs> wife has ever said that to anybody outside of a TikTok video that they're doing for views. Well, I'm sorry that you're in a loveless marriage, <laughs> Gavin. You're right. You're right, though. You. <laughs> but he's having these these memories. You also have the um, Clarence Boddicker, like Kurt Kurtwood Smith, just chews up the scenery because you have that big drug warehouse shootout. A lot of warehouses mm-hmm. and the the cocaine factory, I guess. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't have to make sense. I just need you to start shooting people. I so. start shooting. But one of my favorite favorite lines is uh, uh, when everybody pulls their guns on each other. He goes, "Guns, guns, guns!" Ooh, <laughs> listen, tigers are playing tonight. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he he he's, wants to go watch a baseball game, like a regular season baseball game. He doesn't have time for any of this. That's how much of like a sleaze he is. That he's not. He could see eight guns come out of nowhere and be like, oh, come on, fellas. What are we doing? Come He's on. like, this is just normal to him. I've got to watch one of 162 regular season baseball games <laughs> <laughs> that will ultimately probably not matter in the long run, but I've got to watch it tonight. Tonight. And then uh, there's a, a shootout in the in the, uh, the drug factory. And Shootout in the Drug Factory is one of my favorite bands I've ever seen at Warp Tour. They are. Man, I love that. The, there's a Dillinger escape plan, Shootout <laughs> in the Drug Factory. Cradle Fall of Filth is also there. <laughs> <laughs> Open that fucking pit. <laughs> I want to see, <laughs> see at, at some kind of metal show, they go, all right, we're going to bring out the head 209. And he says, Open this fucking pit. <laughs> You have 30 seconds to comply. <laughs> and somehow RoboCop is the guy in front of the stage with his back to the stage. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> God damn, open this pit up for Ed 209. <laughs> Ma'am, put your titty away. <laughs> you have one second to comply. <laughs> oh, open the pit up for Ed 209. <laughs> Just it be so fucking slow. <laughs> and then it's roaring like a lion the whole time. <laughs> That'd be a pretty sick breakdown, though. Like, if you could time your breakdown in your band to just really hit it when it's just like, like, oh my God, this was a spiritual experience. It's like Iron Maiden always has a, a really tall Eddie, their mascot, come out during yeah. one of their sets. They, It's like uh, the band just needs to be called Ed 209. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the, he, so we get to the fight between Ed 209 and RoboCop. Um, you, well, they, they go on strike first because he goes yeah. to arrest Kurtwood Smith. He, he, t- he t- takes him in and you got that great song. We're like, what's he in for? He's a cop killer. And just yeah. even being, but that shit out of the drug factory is so cool because it's like people are flying over things. Everybody's being shot, falling into piles of cocaine it's so mm-hmm. 80s. He beats the shit out of a 40-year-old Kurtwood Smith, throws him through windows, and you're like, this seems like a lot. I mean, to be fair, he did kill him once. He did kill him mm-hmm. as Murphy. So he he he's earned this, but he takes it to the book, but then they let all the criminals out because they're on strike. I guess that's what yeah, I guess you're going to watch them. I guess that that's what, that's what happens if the police go on strike that they just let you out. Um, we, we did skip one of my favorite scenes though, where mm-hmm. we talked about RoboCop as a hostage negotiator. Mm-hmm. You've got the deputy oh, yeah, with the, with the deputy the, mayor 
And he's yeah. like, I want to, I got a little list of demands. I want something that goes real fast. That's real shitty gas mileage. <laughs> and then, then he gets taken through the drywall. Yeah, he gets taken through the drywall, <laughs> which also is a great band. Uh, <laughs> uh, he gets. Take- I want you to open that pit. Up. <laughs> We're taken through the drywall. <laughs> Uh, everybody in that band's named Kyle. <laughs> Though, uh, not 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 to get too sidetracked. One of the most cringy things I ever saw was there was a band um, at Warp Tour in 2016. I can't remember who it was, but vaping was like get, getting real big. And yeah. the one of the lamest things I ever heard. Like I've been to metal shows. I've been in an Anthrax pit. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I've seen the band Anthrax and been in their pit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But the, I got. They sent me something in, around 9/11. I opened in a. I, I opened a. I opened a white powder. Uh, yeah. In a in a very closed ventilated room. <laughs> but uh, there's this band. And vaping was huge. I've heard people say like, "Open this fucking pit," and I want to see mm-hmm. bodies like bleeding. And <laughs> I want to see you break a child's fucking head open. <laughs> I want to go to jail later for this. <laughs> I want to see a massacre. But yeah. the most cringy thing I've ever seen is I heard them go, "I want to see everybody with your fucking vapes out, <laughs> and I want to see you blow the biggest fucking cloud you can." <laughs> and I swear to God, he goes. I want to see some motherfucking dragons. <laughs> so then out of nowhere, you see all these 16-year-olds just just blowing the lamest yeah. clouds. Like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. It also it smelled like peach, cotton, candy, bacon, <laughs> uh, Faygo, uh, all the flavors. You're like, oh, god damn, that is the fucking, that moon mist really hit me. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm a warp tour or the Undertaker's about to come out. <laughs> or you're at a Catholic mass during one of their special seasons when they bust out the smoky jar. The the frankincense, I think, is what it's called. Yeah. had it at my brother's funeral. Thanks it's for actually, bringing that up. It's actually frankincense's monster. Oh, <laughs> uh, frankincense's. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> frankincense was the scientist. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, my bad. <laughs> you're bad. You, a lot of people don't, don't know that, but uh, I do. <laughs> uh <laughs> This is dumb. We are yeah. we are very dumb. Uh, but yeah, he does take the guy to the drywall, and instead of like arresting him, he just throws him out of window. Yeah, like like you're the you're the kind of cop that gets filmed, and then we riot at, because of you. <laughs> yeah, because you, know? you threw this guy out the window for sure. <laughs> I want. I'm really curious. Does RoboCop do his own paperwork? Yeah, do you sit back in the day? Was he sitting at a typewriter? <laughs> I guess you could just like pull it from from his mind, and, like print it out when you're feeding him the baby food. But just the idea of like <laughs> RoboCop, like oh, another late night, got to finish paperwork. Where were you? You didn't come home till after two a.m. <laughs> Damn it, woman! Do you know how much paperwork there is when you grab a man through drywall <laughs> and throw him out a window onto a cop car? He has the most paperwork because he's just killing people. <laughs> just nonstop, nonstop paperwork cop. Oh, God. But- I have an ulcer the size of a basketball. <laughs> I've been up all night with this case. You start seeing like a five o'clock shadow under <laughs> on his face. I can make, connect the dots, make it make sense. The mayor is all over my ass to get this city cleaned up. This it's, is my crime scene now, creep. It's just me. Everybody else left already. 
It's just me. I am but one robot cop. Uh, I retire in two days. Uh, but then the all the criminals get thrown out of jail, and then they just go on like a huge. They just go on like a huge massacre. Uh, you've got RoboCop fighting the Ed Two Hundred Nine in the pit. Uh, it's mm-hmm. great. Uh, Metallica's playing the whole time. It's pretty pretty dope. And they get these big long ass guns. Like uh, in a video game, they'd be sniper rifles. They're sniper rifles that I think shoot just grenades. <laughs> They they like, just shoot explosions. Not even grenades. They just shoot explosions. Comically large guns. Yes, and you've got the the really super fast car, which is the six thousand sucks. The the six thousand yeah. sux. <laughs> yeah, six thousand sucks. Yeah. That's that's what I called the summer of twenty eleven. <laughs> God damn. I needed the money. That's so <laughs> many. Oh no. You were doing the sucking. It was plot you. twist. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was actually three thousand but you sixty nine, so it counted as twice. Yeah, that number sucks at both ends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, <laughs> Robot Cop is a movie that from 1987, <laughs> yeah. directed by Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> you may have known from Starship Troopers. Um, but RoboCop gets the shit kicked out of him by the Ed 209 uh, just because it's a giant robot. But Ed 209 does have one weakness, uh, stairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Much like a cow, Much- <laughs> it can't go downstairs. <laughs> is that a cows can't go downstairs? I, I think that was like a, a rumor of like you... Like a, a high school prank is you bring a cow in, then you it won't go downstairs, is what I heard. <laughs> that is a very specific thing to hear a rumor about. And now I want to test yep. it. I'm gonna go ask I'm gonna go ask some cows. Like, we should break into a school, <laughs> which uh people really uh take kindly now these days. We have to steal a no, cow. No, no, guys, it's just a cop. We're or we're just bringing a, a cow in. Don't worry. Listen, it's we're not- just trying to well, listen, we we, we were talk- talking about RoboCop and we're like cows can't go downstairs. <laughs> like the are you, are you familiar with the Ed 209? <laughs> yeah, sir. <laughs> are you on bath salts right now? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. I am 100% on bath salts. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's no school. I'm in a field. This is I I'm I'm trespassing. Uh, but yeah, RoboCop gets his ass kicked, but he does make one of the, it's really sad watching the Ed 209. Like you feel kind of bad for it. Cause it's just like, it, it kind of like paused like a cat getting ready to knock a candle off a, off a table. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can do this. I got this slip and fall. It's like, uh, was it Johnny number five when he starts to take a lot of big beating? <laughs> yes. No disassemble. No, no, it's fine. Uh, then RoboCop has to team up with Lewis and get like his mojo back by he takes the mask off and you're like, they kept his whole ass face. Everything else is like a robot, but they just kept his face. He's like leather face, but for robot stuff. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like he kept his own face. <laughs> the robot. He's a robot that goes around killing people and then taking just their faces. <laughs> that that makeup looks really good. And I don't, I don't know where the makeup starts and where his face begins. Uh, you know, begin because it's and it's very. It would be. I'd be like, can you put your mask on? Because I don't want to see a human face on a robot. It's very unsettling. It's very, yeah, it's very unsettling. Uh, how they did it was, I think they, 
I think his because you see like his face is bigger than like the headpiece. I think mm-hmm. they did the makeup where they put the face part bigger over his actual head, and his head's okay. like resting back there. But it's done so seamlessly and so well, and that yeah. is because the makeup effects for this movie were done by Rick Botten, who also did the makeup effects for The Thing. Rick Botine. Rick Botine did Botine. the so that's how it ties into horror. He also did the ones for Total Recall. Um, so. If you're the guy who did the effects for The Thing, one of the greatest practical effects of all time, mm-hmm. and then you're doing it for RoboCop, it's going to look great. And the big part that everybody remembers, which is really out of nowhere, there, there's a lot of body horror in this with like Murphy getting shot up, but you have the scene where Emil, you got the big shootout in the warehouse where they're having the big final confrontation, and Emil drives the truck into, I guess, just a vat of sitting toxic waste. And yeah. And it pours out the back, and it is so memorable and so disgusting. I believe it's the same toxic waste that uh, kills the guy in uh, uh, Roger Rabbit, right? Doesn't the toxic waste get uh, that guy, Christopher Lloyd? When they dip him in the ink, when they they put put the shoe in there. I also think it's the same way they killed Jason in part eight. Uh, and it's the same toxic waste that got uh, the Joker that made the Joker. So these are all things, and it's the same toxic waste that turned the dog from Goosebumps into the dog from Goosebumps <laughs> into the dog from the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my thanks God! For it, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, but that scene, I remember watching this for the first time and being like, "Okay, this is this is pretty realistic so far." Like I'm on board yeah. with everything. And then you just have a man who gets melted by actual toxic waste come out and his face is peeling. And it's some of the grossest stuff I've seen in any movie we've covered on this channel. He looks, uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but he, he looks like he's on the way to becoming the tar man from Return of the Living Dead. It's it's very like, there's disfigured and then there's, he's actually melting. Like yeah. his, his skin is falling off the bone. His face is drooping. He can't walk correctly anymore. And he walks into his face like, please help me. And he's like, get away from me, man. Yeah, I don't know what you think I can do to help, dude. Your face is falling off. Stop <laughs> touching me uh, with your toxic, wasty hands. Somebody should just call a goddamn paramedic. <laughs> <laughs> it, he he looks like he opened up the Ark of the Covenant mixed with toxic waste. He does. And then you have that scene where you've got Lewis and Clarence Boddicker driving their cars. And not only is he drooping, but I guess that toxic waste made him full of just meat. He is just, like, full mm-hmm. of, like, sour hot dog water and, and like, meat. Because he gets hit by the car and just explodes. Does not get hit like, no, he gets hit and then just explodes into chunks and viscera. I like how... Uh, most like half of this movie, the action takes place in like the industrial part of town <laughs> where it's like there. The, it's also where like the Terminator from T2 mm-hmm. went to kill himself. You know? <laughs> I love any 80s action movie that just has their third act in industry. Just... Yeah, where, like, you know, there's just chains hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> just, oh, you know, that old warehouse on the outskirts of town. Like, oh, yeah, you know how every town has that. Uh, yeah, you and I, we we've been on the road enough. 
you're on the road mm-hmm. more than I am because you're much more talented and famous. And, yes. And yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. But whenever you whenever you drive past like in, whenever you're in a city and you drive past like the industrial zone, do you always mm-hmm. stop and think like, yeah, that's where they'd have the shootout. That that's where it happens. Yeah. I always drive past Gary, Indiana, and know that there's some henchmen playing cards in one of those warehouses. Just, just wait, wait for the boss. Once the boss gets back, he'll have a mission for us. You got any twos? No, go fish. You walk in like you walk in. You just look for like a lit up circle, like it's a Grand Theft Auto mission. You're like, yeah. I'm here for my quest, please. Uh, don't you hit me with any of those goddamn reverse cards. <laughs> How come it's always poker or something? Never playing like Uno or Go Fish or Old Maid or something like that. I would that. love if if just you see one time a movie like a Goodfellas or a Godfather, like, we're going to invite you to the executive game. And you're like, what's the executive game? And they're like, draw four. You're like, you son of a fucking bitch. God, Your mother's yeah. a whore. Uh, I sp- I shot Spider in the foot because he laid down a draw four. <laughs> what do you want from me? I'm a good shot. What do you want what do you, from what me? Do you want me? I said fucking play blue. Why why, why are you fucking playing red? What a what a, what, a, what is this? I I told him to go get his fucking shine box. <laughs> the executive game is just Uno, high <laughs> stakes Uno. Uh, that, that, we should gamble on Uno. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> oh my god! How do you want to? Uno will destroy friendships, and now now you want to also financially ruin me. The fucking uh, tower fell off. He had his foot on the table. The fuck? And he, th- the he thinks reverse. he's good at Jenga. You knew I he had, had no his fucking... foot on the table. <laughs> you knew I had <laughs> for Jenga. I saw yeah. a fucking drill. Oh, you tell, tell me a fucking earthquake just happened. You tell me a fucking <laughs> earthquake. A, a big truck fucking drove by in this industry <laughs> network in the, in the industry part of town. Hmm. Yeah. Bullshit. Robocop, a 1987 film yeah. <laughs> directed by Paul Verhoeven, <laughs> uh, produced by Orion Pictures, starring Peter Weller and Kurtwood Smith. But you have, I mean, the entire movie is just violent and gore, and it's so yeah. great. And even when you think, like, they've killed Robocop, I love the scene where one of the henchmen, like, goes up and just knows how to operate a crane. Like, it's a like it's mm-hmm. a, a, a claw game. It's like, I'm just going to put this right over Robocop and, and just dump shit on him. Yeah. Reverse claw game, and and we get uh, Kurtwood Smith uh, is trying to drive a, I don't know, a metal something javelin through uh, <laughs> the heart of RoboCop. I, what's funny is that they they drop steel beams on him, but also like the perfect metal javelin. Like, what is that javelin being used for in this in this part of industry? What is it? I'm used just. For? Toxic waste melted a meal, but it couldn't melt steel beams. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Listen, fuel, you know? I'm saying RoboCop was an inside job. I'm just saying. Pretty suspicious. <laughs> I mean, pretty suspicious. Watch, yeah. the, watch the security footage. You'll see they swapped out RoboCop. They did. It's, it's all CGI. Loose change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, Kurtwood Smith gets a good death. He gets a death because that USB <laughs> ice pick can also be used to stab a guy in the neck. Where yeah. you, you once again have an, uh, another big cut from the uh, unrated and the rated version, where in the unrated version it just squirts for like way longer, and you're like, "We're gonna, mm-hmm. oh, we're doing this in real time. We're gonna." It's watch. very much if he got hit by this the ball from. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're we're gonna watch him bleed out in real time now, and oh, all the blood's coming out. All, all okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. 
We're draining him. And then you have the final showdown in the, the boardroom where he goes to arrest Dick Jones. But the prime directive, number four, is you can't uh, hurt anybody who works for OCP. Can't mm-hmm. do it. Built in there, so, and so they can't do anything. Um, I'm down with OCP. <laughs> Dick Jones grabs the old man as hostage. You got that great line of "Dick, you're fired," and he's like, "Thank you." I love that uh-huh. the the program knows. Like, would it have to just be Dick, the old man, to fire him, or could anybody fire him? Yeah, could I just look at you across the boardroom and be like, "You're fired." <laughs> God damn it, Austin! <laughs> it just fire Vince McMahon style. Cause yeah. We don't definitely uh, we don't fi- fire people the way they do on The Apprentice. No, 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 no. We're much too liberal for that. We just That's budget true. cut them. It's a bunch of bu- budget cucks is what we. Oh, are. am I right? I'll Go be in ahead. the chair. Mm, she has <laughs> needs. She has needs. Uh, the one thing that this movie does have, I love the effects throughout the whole thing, except for when RoboCop shoots Dick Jones. And he does like the falling out the window, and they give him the weirdest wacky inflatable arm tube man stuff. I don't know yep. what happened there. If they just like superimpose his face on a claymation, if they had some mm-hmm. Gumby footage to use, but it is not great. It's very much like uh, when the guy falls down the steps in Psycho. <laughs> if people have seen that, where it's whoa, <laughs> they they bought that uh, effect at the at Spirit Halloween with uh, Wes Craven when the mom <laughs> falls into the bed. I would take the mom in the skeleton bed over Dick Jones, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, <laughs> Dick Jones being Stretch Armstrong and his weird Twizzler arms. And then you have the iconic line, what's your name, officer? Murphy. He's become human again. He's fine. Look at him. We love him. Now I'm wondering, but how's this? His family picked up and left in like (laughs) two days. (laughs) Like that's the, that's the most like shocking scene to me in that movie. There's a lot of shocking, but he goes back to his old house and he's having all these memories come through. Yeah. And it's like, that would be the real horror is you're, you're trapped in this body in the in this human body inside a robot but also if they took you out of that robot would you even be able to function you know are you on life support essentially i mean they they do a full prosthetic like i think he's mostly robot just like they kept his face and his brain i think mhm and that's pretty much he's it it's very much darth vader very very much so and it's got to be weird when you go home and you're like can you touch it for me can you just rub Please. can you rub my cod piece? Let me see if I could feel. Oh, honey. <laughs> if you look into my holster, you can see a little peek of what I got packing in here. A little bit of my meat. <laughs> they serve they they kept my meat. Uh we're terrible people. We're just yeah. awful. We're awful. Overall though, I love Robocop. And do you feel like you had an appreciation for it more after while watching it for like a third or second time? <clears throat> yeah, I, I like it, but it's it's just, again, I think that extra part where people grew up watching it, that really makes a big difference. Um, and I, I when you, you said, let's do RoboCop, I wouldn't necessarily call this a horror movie. You've justified it with the body horror and, yes. and all that stuff. And I think the real horror is the psychological horror being trapped in this in this body, much like the Metallica's one where you're like no arms, no legs, 
and it, like you're still alive. It's like, please, somebody just kill me, mm-hmm. you know? And whenever Metallica plays one in concert, they always bring out the Ed 209 to open this fucking pit. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Darkness! Open the pit down! Me. <laughs> All that I see! <laughs> Absolute horror! <laughs> and then the Ed 209 fires guns as, as, uh, as like, <laughs> Lars just fucking does the double bass drums. You're like, this, yep. is, uh, this seems dangerous. This is a lot. People <laughs> died at this concert. I'll go back. I'll go back. What was your oh shit moment? Uh, oh shit moment is probably when the Ed 209 shoots the executive. Because it is just, okay. it's too early in the movie for that shit. It's <laughs> I think my oh shit was when they dismantled Murphy with a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite kill of this movie? It's got to be the toxic waste. Yeah, absolutely. 100% the, to- the toxic waste kill. Absolutely. Classic, most memorable. Even people who only seen Robocop once are like, is that the movie where that guy gets fucking obliterated into chunks of meat? And you're like, yeah, that's it. That That's the <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, if you liked Robocop, what would you recommend? Uh, Terminator 1 and 2. Definitely Terminator 2. I just rewatched Terminator 1 uh, this year. And I, it's a good movie, but man, there's no touching Terminator 2. Terminator 1, I'd also recommend. Terminator 2 is also great. I'd like to cover Terminator 1 on this, because I think Terminator 1 is way more of a horror movie than, than, than RoboCop is. I think it could be, yeah. It is very scary. Also one of, one of my favorite movies. Um, I also think, if you like that, watch The Thing. If you like that body horror, that body adi mm-hmm. adi horror. <laughs> and then uh, also, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else. Uh, maybe something to do. Maybe the Lawnmower Man. I've never seen the Lawn. I've never seen Lawnmower Man, but I think it's like computery too, right? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. We should watch Lawnmower uh, Man at some point. Lawnmower. What? Yeah, I got to do that tomorrow. Do you think I want to watch a movie about it? <laughs> who, who wins in a fight? The Terminator from I don't know the first Terminator. I don't know what number that is or RoboCop. Mm, I think Terminator wins. I think so, too. Because it doesn't need to eat. It doesn't sleep. It will never stop coming for you. And uh, RoboCop needs that protein paste. He needs that baby food. Just, do you think they'd put it on a spoon and fly it towards him like a plane? (laughs) This is, this is patronizing. Please stop (laughs) doing this to me. (laughs) Uh, I think that's, that's it on this episode, right, Gabby? Yeah. Thanks, Brent. Thank, 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 thanks, Brincy. Thank you for listening to our episode on RoboCop. If you want to support us uh, on our social medias, you can do so. I'm at Gavin Horror on Twitter. He's over at Brent Tierhune. Got my horror movie channel at Gavin Loves Horror over on the YouTube. You can find Brent Tierhune. Is, is it Brent Tierhune or Brent Comedy on YouTube? Uh, at Brent, it's just Brent Tierhune on everything. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. Do that. Um, and then next week on this. Very special podcast. We are covering two, two TV episodes of one of my favorites. And one show that actually scared the shit out of me growing up. It is not for kids. Brent, what are we covering? Submitted for your approval by the Midnight Society, we're watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes, we're watching two episodes. Did you write the episodes down? Dead Man's Float? Yeah. Yeah. And the the tale of the midnight madness. Now, some of these are probably on YouTube, but I know for sure, I think, they're on Paramount Plus. They're on Paramount Plus. So if you don't have a Paramount Plus subscription, who cares? You already have a subscription to all these other ones. What's one more? Mm-hmm. Add it up. 
Yeah, and you could bundle that with uh, Showtime. Yeah, so. and watch Yellow Jackets, which is also very good. I heard. I heard. Yeah. So we're going to be covering, uh, we're going to go revisit a children's horror series, and you guarantee, you are guaranteed we're going to talk about the creepiest boat in all of television. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, and as always here on They're Coming to Get You, I will leave you with these words. Bitches, leave. Barbara. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you.